if you have been out any time after midnight and been somewhere where the skies are very dark, maybe you have seen some of the Geminid meteor shower. It is known as the year's most spectacular celestial event, and it is not over yet. No, we are right in the middle of it. And joining me to talk more about the history of meteor showers and where you might be able to see this one is Dave Kindy, journalist and contributor for the Washington Post. Dave, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, it's always so much fun to be able to look to the skies and see a meteor shower. This one is the Geminid, and I actually saw it uh, um, described as one of the most, I think it was described as one of the most reliable meteor showers. What is it, or can you tell us a little bit more about what are we looking at here when we're talking about the Geminid shower? The Geminid shower occurs uh, every year. Uh, and, and it's related to uh, one of, a, a comet passing by. And as it gets close to Earth and in between the sun, uh, the sun causes uh, the heat from the sun causes uh, particles to start to break away from the comet, uh, and those become meteors and start streaking through the Earth's uh, atmosphere. And of course, when that happens, they burn up, and and that's what we commonly refer to as a shooting star. Most of the uh, most of the, the shooting stars that we see are related to comets. Uh, there are the occasional you know, space debris that floats through the, the Earth's atmosphere and burns up uh, as an independent shooting star, but uh, most of what you will see uh, comes from, from comets. And I know we, we've often talked about these meteor showers and the history of them as well, and, and people will be familiar with the Leonid or the Perseid. Is this one much different? Uh, the Geminid is, uh, it, it, this one is a little bit brighter this year. They tend to differ uh, in scope from, from year to year. Uh, sometimes they can be pretty, you know, uh, uh, I think I, in my article I, I put it as a, a kind of just like uh, plainly remarkable as opposed to uh, being, you know, absolutely spectacular. Um, they, you know, this one is going to be uh, very, uh, very noticeable. You'll be seeing about 150 um, uh, meteors per, mi- uh, per hour uh, during its peak. Hmm. And uh, again, I know people love to be able to get to a spot and see these, which which we will get to. Uh, but when we look at the history of this, well, uh, as well, and some of the, the history of meteor showers, uh, I think we uh, tend to forget just how far back they go, and they do have such uh, interesting histories and stories attached to them. Oh yes, uh, <clears throat> they're they've been well known for millennia. The, the Greeks wrote about them. Um, matter of fact, the, there's the what I wrote about in my article, the Leonid uh, uh, meteor shower, which occurs in, in November, um, is, uh, was, they described it, they saw it coming out of the, the Leo constellation, so hence the, the name Leonid. Um, and you know, the Chinese have written about it uh, over the course of time. You know, most, many societies have seen it and, and written about it. Um, and of course, I don't know if you want to launch into it now, the most spectacular one in recorded history was 1833, the Leonid uh, meteor shower. Well, yes, please, because I know that while we love to look at the skies and think they're they're just they're beautiful to look at now, if you go back to 1833 and some of the other uh, through history, there seems to be that common thread of a lot of people thought that it was a bad thing, that it was uh, an omen and, and bad things were coming. Exactly. The Leonid of 1833 was so spectacular. 
uh, one of the probably one of those uh, every with the Leonid meteor shower, uh, as I said, which occurs in November. Every 33 years, it gets close. Its elliptical orbit brings it very close to Earth and the Sun, and when that happens, you can get a lot of meteors uh, showing up. It's happened throughout the course of history. Uh, as I said, every 33 years, it happened in 1966. It happened in 1999. However, the most spectacular in recorded history was 1833, and it was so. There were so many meteors uh, burning through the Earth's atmosphere uh, that some people thought it was the end. Of, the end time had come; that it was Armageddon. Um, they uh, there there are estimates that place that in a nine-hour period in uh, for the Leonids of 1833 that there were as many as 240,000 uh, meteors burning through the sky. One-hour period. Uh, they believe it's much uh, uh, more than 70,000 meteors. So you're, you're literally standing outside, looking up at the sky, and it probably is is resembling something close as uh, morning uh, with with the number of meteors that are burning through the sky at that moment. Hmm. And I understand too that that go, when thankfully moving on from from everybody thinking this was an omen and this was the the end of days, they ha- they have actually been quite helpful in in studying and in learning more about meteors and and for for scientists and for research. Oh yeah, they uh, uh, matter of fact, the eighteen thirty three. Um, uh, meteor shower, which actually they refer to as a, a more accurately as a meteor storm because it was so intense and so vivid. Um, tra- you know, Joseph Smith of the Mormon Church uh, thought it predicted the uh, the end time. Uh, scientists realized, well, you know, it, it, it's not the end time. We don't know what's causing it, but let's let's study it more. And you have people like uh, Dennison uh, Olmsted, who is a professor at Yale, who actually does almost like a crowdsourcing uh, type of activity where he asks uh, people in the, uh, in the public to send them their observations, send him their observations so he can record them. And the next year he presents a paper to uh, one of the science journals and says, you know, this is what's going on. And even though we don't know what meteors are right now, he says, I suspect that they come from beyond our atmosphere, that they're, they're entering our atmosphere and, and, and this is what's, uh, what's happening. And that led to, to basically modern meteor research uh, or the, the, the field of modern uh, meteor study. And um, it, with, by 1866, when they got this, a similar uh, event occurring, uh, although not, nowhere near as intense as what it was in 1833, they began to suspect that there were other factors at play. Uh, in 1865, a, um, the, the temple, let me make sure I'm saying it right, um, the, 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 uh, the 55P Temple Tuttle um, uh, comet had been discovered, which is now named for the two scientists who discovered a temple in Tuttle. Uh, and they began to attribute this to what was going on with the with the meteors since it was, with the the uh, comet was coming close to Earth every 33 years, they figured that that had to be the relation and that there was it was sending material into our atmosphere that was catching fire and and, and burning up. And as time went on, they learned more about meteors and comets. <laughs>
that was another misunderstood phenomenon. <laughs> well, Often believed to portend disaster. <laughs> well, it's so glad that uh, that research was done and uh, some of those myths were debunked. Uh, for the Geminid Media Shower, where are we as far as it being underway and people, if people still want to get out there and try and catch a glimpse? Sure. We're at the peak now. This is the peak time. Um, the best thing to do uh, is it'll, it, of course, it naturally occurs, occurs at inconvenient hours. Uh, the best time is usually after midnight. Um, you want to go to an area which has the blackest sky as possible, um, there, you know, meaning that there are no lights visible to distract uh, your vision from what's going on. And just look up in the sky because uh, they're predicting as many as 150 an hour. So the, if you're out there, say, between midnight and 2 a.m. on a clear sky, you're going to see meteors. You're going to see shooting stars. All right. Well, you're right. Not the best time unless you happen to be up at that time anyway, but quite a spectacle in the sky. Dave, thank you so much for being with us this you're morning welcome. and talking more about this. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Take care.